sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of the morning after live right here on this Friday on Sports Grid, Sirius XM channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Sports Grid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. When I say all across the Sports Grid Network, I mean even on your phone, not streaming, watching or listening to us, but in the new Sports Grid app, the premier sports betting companion app is now here. You go to the Apple Store, you download it on your phone, you have a complete data set that takes you through all the best bets and all the storylines, facts, figures, and odds you need to know in your favorite sport for your favorite team all across the sports landscape. Look at it. There it is, the new Sports Grid app. You can create a personalized feed for all the leagues you bet on, all the hosts, hopefully myself, Ben Stevens, that you'd like to follow. You can dive into previews of games, matchups, series, whatever it might be. Make sure to download the new Sports Grid app on the Apple uh, App Store at this moment. All right, so now as we keep things rolling here, setting up your weekend, as we go to the National Football League, less than two weeks away from the start of the 2023 NFL Draft. One of the big storylines this offseason was Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder putting the franchise up for sale. Dan Snyder with one of the most tumultuous tenures as an owner in professional sports in the National Football League. Noted, documented, uh, a, a an environment of workplace toxicity throughout his organization for nearly two and a half decades. We got news yesterday that a sale is close to being finalized. Dan Snyder has reached an agreement in principle to sell the Washington Commanders for $6.05 billion to a group led by Philadelphia 76ers co-owner Josh Harris. A part of that group also is Magic Johnson, the NBA legend. Now, the deal is not done and completely dotted and signed at this moment. It has not been presented to the league office for approval at this point, which means other offers are still on the table. But in principle, this deal with the group led by Josh Harris is the closest to being done. $6.05 billion. It would set a new record for a franchise being sold at the professional level in American sports, exceeding that of when the Broncos were sold to the Walton family last offseason, $4.95 billion. Now, owners don't necessarily impact the play on the field, but certainly the ability to connect with a fan base and to represent good and positive things. Daniel Snyder did not do any of that in his 24 years as a owner of the washington organization the commanders lost only excuse me only won 43 percent of their football games you might not know it in your lifetime if you're younger than 24 but washington used to be good they would go to super bowls on regular appearances under their previous ownership they had won 60 percent of their games that dropped off in a big way in the 24-year tenure of Dan Snyder down to just 43 percent for that winning percentage so might we see 
an immediate impact for the commanders in 2023. A team that contended for a postseason spot for a ton of the year before a virtual elimination game, week number 17 of the 2022 NFL season. Quickly welcome in our sports grid radio audience here. Hour number two of the morning after, live all across the grid, Sirius XM Channel 1. 59 and all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well i'm ben stevens also if you're watching out there make sure to go to sportsgrid.com watch it's your place to see all of the platforms you can consume the grid sports grid gets smarter on sports grid so dan snyder has reached principal agreements to sell the washington commanders franchise for 6.05 billion dollars to a group led by philadelphia 76ers co-owner josh harris the deal is not finalized it has not been approved by the league office we were talking about the immediate impact for the actual football between the white lines on the gridiron in the 24-year tenure of daniel snyder washington only won 43 percent of their games in the previous ownership 60 percent for the organization as a whole the outlook for 2023 for washington six and a half is the win total the over has the juice but as the odds would say they are going to be on the outside looking in all season long in terms of contending for a playoff spot they have to address their quarterback position still this off season now we stay in the dmv area where on sunday the baltimore ravens acquired odell beckham jr signing him to a one-year 15 million dollar deal worth up to 18 million dollars in incentives odell was introduced as a baltimore raven yesterday and um lamar i know if you're watching you know you know <laughs> i would love to, to love to get to work with you after Odell Beckham Jr. signed with the Ravens organization on Sunday, a video clip appeared of Lamar and OBJ celebrating together at a nightclub. It seemed like that would be a harmonious connection. Maybe Lamar would reevaluate his stance on playing for the Ravens moving forward. We're not entirely sure if the signing of Odell Beckham Jr. is going to do enough to mend the fences between the Ravens brass and Lamar Jackson. But what we do know, Baltimore's odds to win the AFC championship Shorter once again, 16 to 1 before OBJ was signed, 11 to 1 now to win that AFC title. That's not because of a wide receiver. That's because there's an idea that maybe it's more optimistic for Lamar Jackson to return to Baltimore. More of the morning after up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after. Live right here on this Friday on sports grid sirius xm channel 159 all across the sports grid network which of course includes sportsgrid.com backslash watch i am ben stevens a huge weekend ahead in the world of sports major league baseball continues to churn the nhl regular season comes to a close today we will know officially the postseason matchups that we have in the stanley cup playoffs and starting tomorrow after the finale in the play-in tournament tonight the playoffs in the nba 
officially begin. Here in New York, you know we're not far away from Madison Square Garden in our Midtown Manhattan studios. It is going to be an illustrious time of playoff basketball in the association. The Brooklyn Nets have a very difficult challenge, as we have showed you from the odds. They face Philadelphia in their opening round series. The Sixers minus 1,000 to win that outright. But we expect the most competitive series out east to be between the New York Knicks in the Cleveland Cavaliers. Either way, next week, the city is going to be bumping. The enthusiasm is going to be palpable as Barclays Center in Brooklyn will host playoff action, as will the world's most famous arena at Madison Square Garden. So now the weather's looking good. Spring has sprung. The sun is shining. The streets are flooded. We wanted to get out there and hear from New Yorkers about their expectations for playoff basketball. We did that in Betty and the Bets. NBA playoffs start this weekend, and both the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets have made it. Today, we hit the streets of Manhattan to see who New Yorkers are rooting for. Who do you think is going to go farther this postseason, the Knicks or the Nets? Yes. I don't speak English. I speak French. But I appreciate the enthusiasm. I have no clue. Ooh, I think the Knicks is going to go. Next. You like basketball? French. I don't speak English. I speak French. Next. Nets. Brooklyn till she dies. The Knicks. Well, wow, I guess the Knicks, I guess. Lakers. Really? If they make it, but they're probably not, so. They did. Who do you root for? Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks. Next. Like, by, by a, a mile. Knicks. Uh, Nets. Pretty confident? Uh, no. At all? <laughs> no, I don't know anything about basketball. The Knicks. How come? It's a long time overdue. Knicks. Knicks. That was confident. Knicks as. Oh, that's not good. Knicks. Better borough, Brooklyn or Manhattan? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Hands down. Even though we're in Manhattan currently? Doesn't matter. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. How come? Because I'm from Brooklyn. That's nice. Brooklyn. Queens. Good answer. Bronx. Nets or Knicks? Knicks. Switzerland. Switzerland. That's pretty neutral. Manhattan. Nets Upper East Side. Upper East Side. Manhattan forever. Yes. Nets or the Knicks? <sighs> I struggle there. Manhattan. Nets or the Knicks? Neither. Nets. You think they go farther this postseason? Yes. Then the Knicks? Yes. Manhattan, man. Nets or the Knicks? Nets. Yeah. I go with the Knicks. The Knicks. You think they can go far these playoffs? I think so. Do you think the Garden is going to be rocking in that first round playoff series against the Cavs? Absolutely. I'm going to have to go with the Knicks. Yeah? Yeah. All right, we'll see. You guys want to make a bet on it? Yeah, you got I mean, some money? Where your money Fandom. at, boy? I play Fandom. I'm already betting. We are on Fandom. This is the year. This is the year. It's going to happen. If they throw a ticker tape parade down 7th Avenue, I'll be here. You will. I will be here. Me too. I'll see you there. Right here. Right here. Hoop. In. Oh, behind the pack. Go in. Cash. Uh Uh-oh. Shoot it. Boom. Boom. Look at this. This is ball movement to the hoop. Oh. Oh. I thought you were ready. The Knicks, man. For sure. Yeah, for sure. You said that was so much comp? Yep. This is the year. Are you and me going to Madison Square Garden for game game number three? That would be lovely. Do you think New York can go four in the Eastern Conference play? Hopefully. Knicks, boy. Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, it's the playoffs. You excited? What? Oh, Brooklyn Nets, bro. For sure, even though they're playing the Sixers? It doesn't matter. They got Kevin Durant. That's what right. Man. He's in Phoenix now. What? Wait, bro, I'm so far behind on this. <laughs> we had to break some news to that guy.
with the NBA action that has happened this year. He didn't really know that Kevin Durant had left Brooklyn and was now with the Phoenix Suns, a couple of other things throughout that NBA postseason. I also love the guy that was like, Knicks, boy. I mean, that's always good stuff as you get to enjoy the culture that are the streets of New York City. So the Brooklyn Nets will start the postseason tomorrow, the opening game of the NBA playoffs on the road in the city of brotherly love against Philadelphia. The Sixers an eight and a half point favorite at this moment. It's the second largest spread that we will see for tomorrow. And that price for Philadelphia to win outright at minus 1,000 is the second best of any team to just win a series outright in the opening round in advance to the conference semifinals. The most likely outcome, according to the series correct score market, where you pick the winner of the series and in how many games is the 76ers in five, it's plus 175. We expect the New York Knicks, though, to have a much more competitive series and maybe even game number one tomorrow against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland, a five and a half point home favorite against New York. Donovan Mitchell's points prop, 30 and a half. Jalen Brunson at 25 in a hook. They will lead the way for both of their teams. Cleveland, though, only a minus 205 series outright favorite. We'll see where things stand when New York welcomes the Cavaliers to Madison Square Garden early next week for game number three. As we look at the Eastern Conference final odds right now, it's been a battle between one and two all season long. Milwaukee and Boston battling it out for the top spot in the conference standings. Milwaukee is the number one overall seed and to be the favored team to win the conference championship. The Bucks plus 110, 60 cents ahead of the Celtics at plus 170. A drop off to Philadelphia of nearly $3 at plus 450, but then you can see the significant slide to Cleveland at 18 to 1 in New York at 40 two to one but it's a segment for Benny and the bets although Alex Fasano is no longer here you know why we all come to this segment for the producer plays where everybody really makes their money John Shames one of the best basketball minds here on this network leads things off he thinks the Minnesota Timberwolves are the team of anti- destiny that despite being a five and a half point favorite tonight in the Twin Cities for the nightcap of the play in tournament, OKC is going to pull another upset. The Thunder have won 23 games outright as an underdog this year, tied for the second most in all of the NBA. So if you believe in John Shames, you believe in the young Thunder, look at OKC Moneyline plus 184. But as we laid out at the end of hour one in the Fade the Public poll, it's the Miz with his piz for the favorites tonight, in my estimation. He T-Wolves plus 113 in a money line parlay. You know Andrew Bacigalupo is going to keep things as locked and loaded for you as you could potentially see. It's not just playoff basketball in New York. Playoff hockey around the tri-state area is going to be bumping. For the first time in a very, very long time, all three of the teams, the New York Rangers, the New York Islanders, and the New Jersey Devils are all in the postseason. Botch, what was that for the first time since when? 1994, all three of those teams. So Botch looking at the Islanders to make a little bit of noise in their opening round playoff series against the Carolina Hurricanes. That's a plus 158 number for the Isles to win this series outright. A New York theme to this segment here for Benny in the bets as our graphics producer Jesse Metzger 
going to the Mets rookie, if you will, at least his first year in Major League Baseball, Kodai Senga, making his third start of the year today for the Amazons, and he's been great in his first two, 11 and a third innings pitched so far. He's only allowed two earned runs. He has a 1-5-9 ERA. He has won both of his decisions to go over that K prop of five and a half was Jesse's play, something he has done in each of his first two starts with the New York Mets this year. We keep it with baseball, the daily bases around MLB. Up next, live right here on this Friday on the morning after with Craig Mish. Come back and join us in just a few. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after live right here on this Friday on SportsGrid. I'm Ben Stevens. Time to check off the daily basis. And we do that with Craig Mish, the host of Newswire, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time, following us here on TMA and, of course, our SportsGrid MLB insider. Craig, as always, thank you so much for joining us. What are the big plans around the diamond this weekend? Well, you know, hopefully head to some games this weekend. I got local games going on in South Florida with the Marlins taking on the Diamondbacks. And then again next week against the Giants. So maybe catch a game or two and then obviously watch the games this weekend. So thanks for having me. Looking forward to get into it. Craig, right now we are watching and witnessing history in Major League Baseball. We lead off with the Tampa Bay Rays once again. A 9-3 come-from-behind victory yesterday against the Boston Red Sox. Tampa was down 3-1, entering the home half of the fifth. They played seven in that fifth inning, and they come all the way back for their 13th consecutive victory, Craig, to start off this season. One of three teams now to have the best start ever in Major League Baseball in the modern era since 1901 at 13-0. Craig, how does it feel to be witnessing history to start off this Major League Baseball season? Yeah, it's the story of the baseball season, probably still will be the story of the baseball season, obviously until the Rays lose, and then who knows, maybe they'll go on another six or seven game winning streak or something like that. But uh, look, naturally, they have been, I I think, phenomenal on the offensive side. On the pitching side, they've been unhittable. The bullpen has been fantastic. And now we're sort of out of that range where, uh, you know, they beat up on some bad teams. I mean, I don't think Boston's very good either, by the way, Ben, but they're still beating up on them too. Uh, At at this point, the only thing that would stop them would be injuries. I know they had one yesterday, and so obviously that one hurt me too. That was one of my favorites on my fantasy team too going into the season with Jeffrey Springs. But, uh, you know, they'll pick up the pieces. They'll get guys back, obviously. But... I guess at some point they'll lose, Ben. I just don't know when. By the way, wasn't it cool yesterday to see them have like 21,000 people there in St. Pete Day game for a St. Petersburg game? That was impressive. The trop is bumping right now. Brendan Lau, another home run last night, his fifth in the last six games. But as Craig mentioned, one of the bright spots among many in this incredibly strong and historic start for Tampa Bay was Jeffrey Springs. Entered yesterday's start against Boston, having thrown 13 innings in his first two starts, only allowed three hits, shut out baseball throughout his first two starts for Tampa Bay, had to leave the game in the third inning due to four-arm tightness so Craig they have matched Major League Baseball history along with the 1982 Atlanta Braves and the 1987 Milwaukee Brewers as the best teams to start a perfect 13-0 to a Major League Baseball season tonight 
Tampa looks to make history by themselves. Now on the road in Toronto against a divisional foe in the Blue Jays. If you've had questions about Tampa's start to this year against teams like the Oakland Athletics, the Detroit Tigers, and maybe even the Boston Red Sox, maybe those are answered. The Rays, Craig, even on the road in Toronto, are favored to make history today to start a season undefeated 14-0. Will Tampa get that done up in Toronto this evening? I think they got a shot, Ben. I do. I think they have a shot. And we'll talk about this a little bit later in, in the Daily Fantasy segment. But look, if it's just based on pitching matchups, boy, Tampa Bay has a huge advantage, I think, in this one. I can't figure out what has happened to Jose Barrios of the Toronto Blue Jays. Since he's gotten there, he mm. just has not been the same guy that he was in Minnesota with an ERA, I believe, pushing 10 or so. So uh, Rays have a shot, no doubt. Now, now, this is a formidable team. Let's be clear. Right. I don't think they're going to sweep Toronto. I don't think they're going to – I mean, I think that this winning streak is going to come to an end this weekend, but we certainly will have to see. I mean, really good Blue Jays team, clearly, that they're facing here. Really good Blue Jays team because, Craig, as we've looked at the American League East, despite the historic start for Tampa Bay, the Yankees still 8-5 and five this year, as are the Blue Jays, despite both teams losing yesterday. The Astros remain the favorites to win the American League, followed by the Yankees, but Tampa has, of course, naturally screened up this board, the third best price at plus 450. Craig, if you had to set your favorite to win the AL pennant still the entirety of this 2023 MLB season, who would that team be right now? Still got to take the Astros, Ben. I haven't seen anything that would change my mind on that. Remember, they're playing without Altuve for right now. And, and I mean, look, you're, you're just not going to get this Astros price, I think, in August and September. Eventually, they will kick it in. What's really compelling to me on the season, Ben, too, is that it seems like everyone is right around 500. There's a few teams, obviously, there are four or five yeah. games below. It feels like there's a lot of one game under or uh, two games over around that range. And that just tells me that, you know, parity could potentially be back this season outside of maybe Oakland and Washington and, and maybe Cincinnati and some other teams. But, yeah, it's still the Astros for me right there at the top. Craig, speaking of those Astros, they're back in action today. A Texas two-step. They host their divisional foes in the Texas Rangers. The Astros a favorite on that money line, around $1.70 for this series opener tonight in H-Town. Since a 3-6 and six start to this season, that was a little bit worrisome. Houston has responded by winning three of their last four games. Can the Strohs continue that tonight, Craig, against the Rangers? Yeah, I think they can, but I, I think this is a high price. If, if I had to take a look at it, I may look at plus one and a half on this one. Could be closer than what people think. I mean, Martin Perez, by all accounts, has done a pretty good job, or at least how they feel he's done a pretty good job with the Rangers. I know, you know, obviously they're playing without Seager, too, so that has to factor in. But even when the Astros have won, Ben, the games have been relatively close. So I do yeah. expect a close game tonight. Minus 170 is just not something I'm going to want to pay. And, uh, and on top of it, I know I'm, I'm here, you know, a lot of people want to do these same game parlays or parlay two teams when the price is minus 170. This is not one of those games that I would include in tonight. The Astros right now still the odds on favorite as they were to begin this year. Now minus 135 to win the American League West. Craig, we expected the Mariners to be there. They also are off to a losing start. Five in eight this year. Three games below 500. The two teams tied for the best record currently in the division. The Texas Rangers, seven and five, along with the LA Angels as well, seven and five. Craig, who do you think is the biggest challenger to the Astros still at the top of the American League West? Yeah, I mean, I, I still like Seattle, and, and I mentioned that at the beginning of the season. It's hard for me to change my opinion on that. 
Uh, another team, as you know, Ben, at the beginning of the season that I was bullish on because I do think that they want to push for the postseason at some point is Baltimore. And, and I love mm -hmm. the way that they play. It seems like they got to outslug some teams to win games, but that's going to even itself out as we get into the summer. Maybe they will, they'll acquire a pitcher or two. And remember, they still have young pitchers in the minor leagues as well. So, you know, the Orioles, from a long shot perspective, I do think they get in the postseason this year. And I think Seattle is another potential contender. Obviously, the Yankees are still there and the Rays are still there, but you're just not getting good prices right. on them right now. Let's continue diving around Major League Baseball for this Friday night slate out in Los Angeles at the Ravine. The Dodgers host the Cubs, two of the more storied franchises in all of the sport. You almost have to do, do a double take here, Craig, when you look at the starting pitcher projected tonight for L.A. and you see Noah Syndergaard getting the start yeah. for the Dodgers on the bump. They're nearly a $1.70 favorite. But, Craig, both L.A. and Chicago enter tonight's game, a game above 500 what's the approach for tonight in los angeles yeah probably a good spot to back the cubs I, I think in this one potentially now again i would wait on this one until lineups come out because from both an offensive and defensive perspective uh dansby swanson is just not a replaceable player for the chicago cubs and he's missed some time i think he's going to play tonight if he does i may back the cubs plus 150 or plus 155 depending on what this is my feeling is by game time usually some of these favorites uh, that, that have not been playing great baseball. Dodgers fall along uh, the lines of that, you know, kind of creep down. Yeah. I don't think you'll get plus 150 when they throw out the first pitch tonight. So I would potentially back the Cubs. I got to have Swanson in my lineup, though. I mean, that's, that's a key contributor to that team. Very much so. And Craig, the Cubbies over the last couple of years, the narrative has really changed from the World Series championship a few years back to becoming the lovable losers once again. But right before this Major League Baseball season started, there was a little bit of optimism at Wrigley that maybe, maybe just maybe, Chicago could be a dark horse in the National League Central. Craig, what do you think the outlook is for the Cubs this season? Yeah, I, I still don't feel that. I know that was like the the sharp or the chic pick to take the Cubs. Yeah. I, I still feel like they're a player or two away from making it happen, maybe a starting pitcher or two. I would not feel comfortable even at the 13 to 1. And I and I see that you look know, the pennant odds there are, you know, are sort of insane. I, I mean, I feel like yeah. the Cubs are headed in the right in the right direction. They've start, started to spend a little bit more money, which is a good thing for them since they won that World Series. It feels like they've just been going downhill ever since. But I like the fact that they got Dansby Swanson in the offseason and you know certainly added some pitching pieces to it. Just not quite there for me yet. Right now, Milwaukee, the best record in major or in the National League and the best record in the NL Central at 9-4. and four. The Pirates have been a little bit surprising. And the Cardinals, who had the second-best price, as you saw on the odds board, still sitting in last currently in the National League Central. So, Craig, you mentioned maybe looking at Tampa Bay on this historic run to start a season, taking advantage against Jose Barrios tonight in the shorter park that is the Rogers Center in Toronto. Which player specifically for Tampa do you think has a good night at the dish? Yeah, I think that there's going to be several, but Randy Rosarina is under 4,000, so that would potentially be a name that I would use. Whenever I'm looking at giving one or two players on the DFS slate, it's usually going to be someone that I project to either bat first, second, third, or fourth. I'm usually not going to go any deeper than that because, again, there's less plate appearances. And in terms of pitching tonight, with the way the Red Sox are playing, I'm on the fade train. Give me Sandoval tonight, the starting pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels. You'll have a full lineup. Seems like the Angels are clicking a little bit in this early part of the season. And the Red Sox, my goodness, Ben, 
I'm not really sure what to make of them at this point. I mean, could, could they be one of the worst teams in the American League? They're playing like it right now. Right now, Craig, three games below 500. Of course, they were swept by Tampa Bay, but the Red Sox have lost four in a row. Craig, as always, thank you for your time. We'll see you on Newswire, and then after that, have a great weekend as well. And same to you, Ben. See you Monday. Appreciate it, Craig. We'll be back here on the morning after in just a few more minutes to preview the weekend in the association. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The postseason continues tonight in the NBA. It's the final night of the play-in tournament to determine the number eight seeds in both conferences. And then officially tomorrow, the NBA playoffs begin. Welcome back to this Friday, live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens, and one of the best and brightest covering the association, it is Evan Sideri. Here with us on this Friday to preview a full weekend of postseason action in the association. Evan, how juiced up are you for the play-in tournament tonight leading into the playoffs officially getting underway tomorrow? This is my favorite time of the year in the association, Ben. You have this as well as the draft. I'm a big draft nerd, so I love the draft lottery and everything next month as well. Heading into the playoffs, heading into the championship games. This is my favorite couple-month stretch here, so I'm super pumped up to talk about it. You know I'm a college basketball guy myself, Evan. Play in tournament, play in action, first four, Dayton, Ohio. It always feels great to me. It is truly survive in advance tonight. First in Miami between the Heat and the Bulls, and then in Minneapolis between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder. We start with the game to determine the eighth seed in the East, Evan. In South Beach tonight, the Heat and the Bulls. It's a very intriguing thing, Evan, in my mind, at this stage of the play in tournament. Miami was a five point favorite at home on Tuesday night against the Hawks. Never really were in that basketball game. They had a spurt in the third, but they lost by double digits at home as a five point favorite. So how do the Heat bounce back? For Chicago, Evan, we had never seen a 10 seed win in the play in tournament. We have a duo of them still in action tonight. So Evan, what is your expectation for this matchup between Chicago and Miami on this Friday night? Yeah, this is a really interesting matchup to me because obviously the hot team right now is Chicago coming off that impressive win against Toronto and Miami is getting blown out in their own building. That was embarrassing, quite frankly, for the Miami Heat to do that in the first playing game. But this kind of game really favors, in my opinion, the Miami Heat as the favorites here because this is a Jimmy Butler revenge game. No one's talking about his former team, Chicago Bulls. Jimmy Butler had a really yep. bad game in, in the last game. Six of 19 shooting. I doubt we see back-to-back clunkers from Jimmy Butler here. So I really love a big Jimmy Butler game tonight to bounce back on track. Tyler Hero as well. I love Bam Adebayo, his individual matchup tonight against Nikola Vucevic on the glass and defensively. So I think this is a game where Miami should dominate defensively, kind of make it a ugly sort of game low scoring so i like the heat tonight and i do like the under here i think we might be seeing some ugly basketball tonight ben but i think it's kind of what the heat want to do the total is the lowest we have seen so far in play in tournament games in this nba postseason just an over under of 209 points you saw the points prop for 
DeMar DeRozan. No, DR DeRozan tonight for Chicago, which should help Miami at the free throw line. And Evan, we talked about it earlier. Yes, Chicago went up to Toronto and won outright as a six-point underdog, but they won by four, and the Raptors missed 18 free throws. So you mentioned how you expect Jimmy Butler to have a big game, and then you talked about the big man battle down low as well between Miami's Bam Adebayo and Chicago's Nikola Vucevic. When you look at Vooch right now for the Bulls, he has recorded a double-double in five of the last six games. So, Evan, in the six players we just featured on the screen in the last minute, who do you think is the biggest factor for tonight's game? I think on Chicago's side, I, I, I might cheat here and do both sides here for you, Ben. I, I think for Chicago, I'm going to go with Zach Levine because we saw how important he was offensively in that second half explosion for Chicago in Toronto. Went for 39 points on great efficiency. I think we have to see him do that tonight against Jimmy Butler, who I imagine will be defending Zach Levine. So that will be really the pivot point of this matchup is how does Levine respond to that aggressive defense from Butler and co. But I think he's the key on that side. In Miami here, I'm going to go with Tyler Hero. I think we see Bam out of bio have success. I think we see Jimmy Butler have success, but can Tyler Hero put together a consistent back-to-back -back outing? He had a good game last time. He was one of the only good players on Miami's roster in the first playing game. Does he repeat that performance tonight, give him the outside shooting, give him the additional playmaking to help take the pressure off of Jimmy Butler's shoulders here? So I think Tyler Hero is someone I'd watch out for tonight on potentially the points, rebounds, assists prop I like for him tonight as well. Tyler Hero, 26 points in that first play in game against Atlanta. Wasn't all that efficient from deep, at least. Just two of nine from three. Miami is going to need more offense than the 105 points they mustered up against the Hawks just a couple of nights ago. The nightcap for the play in tournament is in Minnesota between the Timberwolves and the Thunder. OKC, Evan, a team that had a losing record in the regular season, but with a young core, is here. One win away from becoming the eighth seed in the Western Conference playoffs. Minnesota had a 15-point lead midway through the third quarter in L.A. on Tuesday night, squandered that, went incredibly cold down the stretch, and lost in overtime. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite tonight, are the T-Wolves, Evan, at home, hosting the thunder let's start first with player availability the best ability is availability rudy gobert was suspended for that game against the lakers he is expected to return tonight evan what impact will gobert have if he is on the floor this evening for minnesota Oh, it'll be absolutely huge because with him out there, I think it's the biggest storyline of tonight's game is Oklahoma City's pick and roll offense with Shea Gillis Alexander going up against Rudy Gobert and that defense for Minnesota. If Shea Gillis Alexander can just carve through Rudy Gobert in the pick and roll and Oklahoma City can spread the floor and make shots, I think they could blow out Minnesota tonight. I think that's a real possibility because this is a bad matchup for Gobert. They're gonna be playing five out. They're gonna be trying to drive and run pick and roll all game against him. So if Gobert has a vintage Gobert game from his Utah days, I think there's a good chance Minnesota wins. Now he's actually my X factor here for the Timberwolves is if he can be a dominant rebounder, a dominant defender, and kind of stymie the rim attack from SGA and co. I think this is a game where Minnesota should win, but that's really the pivot point here is how does he defend that? We await official word from the Timberwolves. Their plans for Rudy Gobert, but he does have props out all across the board. 13 and a half points is the number for Gobert. 12 and a half rebounds, one and a half blocks. Offensively for Minnesota, Evan, it wasn't pretty in the final five and a half minutes against the Lakers in regulation. Only three points, the three free throws that Mike Conley made to force overtime. It was certainly not pretty for Ant. 
Anthony Edwards, three of 17 from the floor in Los Angeles on Tuesday night. How important is it, Evan, for Anthony Edwards to have a bounce back performance tonight for the T-Wolves? Absolutely huge. He's going to be the main offensive engine for this Timberwolves team. Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns, we know how talented he is, but this is a game where Anthony Edwards, he's going to be going against Lou against Dort, who is a great defender. He's a very stylistically a bad matchup for Anthony Edwards, to be quite honest, with his build and his length. And I think Anthony Edwards, if he can get you 25 to 30 points tonight, I think Minnesota's in a very good spot here because that means he had a bounce back game. He definitely did way better than three of 19 from the floor. So I think Minnesota is in a spot here where Edwards offensively is going to be huge for him. Towns will give you this 20 points or so, but I think Edwards versus SGA, that's going to be such a fun matchup of two young stars who have such a bright future. Shea Gilgis-Alexander scored 32 points in the play-in tournament win for OKC on Wednesday in New Orleans. His 43rd time this year scoring at least 30 points. Josh Giddy, the second-year pro out of Australia, 20 years old, 31 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds in that game against the Pels as well. His points prop, 20 and a half. So tonight, the NBA postseason continues. It's not officially the playoffs, though, as the league likes to say. It's the play-in tournament. Evan, tomorrow, the playoffs begin. A quadruple header on Saturday. It starts in Philadelphia. We'll get to that game in just a moment. But the third game of the evening is in Cleveland between the Cavaliers and the Knicks. Evan, we expect this to be the most competitive series in the Eastern Conference. How competitive do you think game number one will be tomorrow night in the land? I think, honestly, this is a game where Cleveland matches up very well to cover that five-and-a-half-point spread just because there's been no Julius Randle more likely than not. They haven't officially ruled him out just yet, but it's very likely he's going to be missing game one due to his ankle injury. So it's going to be a lot of pressure on Jalen Brunson to kind of do his thing as far as his main thing is mid-range, driving to the rim, pick and roll. Going against Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, those two seven-footers down low, that's going to be a really tough task without Julius Randle to help him out, alleviate that pressure off of him offensively as well. So I think this is a game without Randall. This is kind of a bad spot for me, in my opinion, for the New York Knicks. So I will go with the Cavs to cover that game. I just think this Cavaliers team, we talked about earlier in the season, but they're kind of being more and more slept on here as we're approaching the playoffs, where if they get a good draw, if they get a good, good series or two, they're going to be a team that we could be talking about a couple weeks from now and saying they're a legit contender. You could see that from the odds perspective, as Evan just alluded to. The Cavs are hosting a playoff series. They're the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference, but they're 18-1 to to win the conference title. That's the fourth best price, but it's 18-1 to for Cleveland. It's plus 450 for Philadelphia. The Sixers have the third best price, a significant distinction right there. Now to the Western Conference. Sacramento in Golden State. Right now, Evan, the Kings are a minus 110 money line favorite, but the Dubs just minus 106. A very competitive game expected in Sacramento. So, Evan, with nearly a pick'em, I ask you this. Will the Purple Bean be lit for a Sacramento Kings victory to start off the playoffs? I've been waffling back and forth on this honestly been the last two or three days because I think the series overall, I do like the Warriors to win in six. Uh, that's my prediction for this. I think honestly the offensive firepower for the Warriors with Stephen Curry will be too much for them to handle. But game one, Sacramento, the first time in 16 years of hosting a playoff game, that atmosphere in February and March in that arena was incredible. So imagine what it's going to be like this weekend in Sacramento. I think that, that that energy, that environment, I think we see the Kings win game one. 
But I think game two is going to be the pivot point here for this series. If the Warriors come back and tie that series, or if they win game one, I think the Kings are in trouble here. We'll see if Golden State can win on the road. It's not all that far away from San Francisco, that being Sacramento, California's capital, both in Northern California, about an hour and a half away from one another. But Golden State just 11 and 30 away from the Chase Center this year. Evan, next up on Sunday afternoon in Memphis, it is game number one between the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Now, the Grizz, a three and a half point favorite for the opening game of their opening round series against Los Angeles. Evan, how do you think these two teams match up, the Lakers and the Grizzlies? I honestly really like Los Angeles in this series, Ben, and that's for a couple of reasons here. I, John Morant will get his points. He will do a lot of damage against this Lakers team, but everything else around John Morant doesn't set up well against this Lakers team. LeBron James and Anthony Davis with no Steven Adams, who I think is very underrated as far as his impact on the Grizzlies team, him missing in action. Anthony Davis should feast inside. LeBron will feast on pick and rolls, driving to the rim. If Jaron Jackson Jr. gets in foul trouble, which is a common occurrence all season long, he only plays 28 minutes per game. I think the Grizzlies are in serious trouble here in this first round series. It sets up very well for a slow paced series. One's going to be a lot of fouls, a lot of defense first kind of matchups. So I think it's going to be kind of the old Memphis Grizzlies kind of grit and grind type of series here. Like actually favors the Los Angeles Lakers. So I have the Lakers in six. I think this is a series where LeBron and Anthony Davis kind of flex their muscles a little bit and show why they're one of the best duos in the NBA when they're healthy. From the odds perspective, currently, it is the tightest series on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Memphis just a minus 142 favorite to win the series outright. Now we go to Phoenix. Kevin Durant, during the regular season, as a son, a perfect 8-0 along with Phoenix. But Evan, this is the time we have all been waiting for. KD with the Suns in the playoffs. Only 30 seconds left here in this segment. Phoenix a 7-point favorite against LA in the nightcap on Sunday, what do you anticipate learning from game number one? I think we're going to learn that the Suns are very heavy Western Conference title favorites. I think they go out and steamroll this Clippers team without Paul George, and they win this series overall in five. So I think the Suns easily cover that Ooh. spread. Big games from Booker and KD, and the Suns roll in game one. The Suns a plus 190 favorite to win the Western Conference title. Evan Sideri, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy all the NBA playoff action this weekend. More in the morning after next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Here we are, rounding out two hours together on this Friday on the morning after on SportsGrid, the entirety of this week together on TMA as well. You've been listening on Sirius XM, Channel 159, all of our radio terrestrial affiliates. You've been watching all across the Spiz Grizz Network, certainly at sportsgrid.com slash watch, where you can find your favorite destination to consume everything you need to get smarter on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for being with us here all week long now the crew here on the morning after a little bit at odds right now and i truly mean at odds in terms of the money line prices for tonight's games in the play in tournament first in miami it's the heat and the bulls miami is a five and a half point home favorite the total at 209 then in mini in minneapolis it's the timberwolves 
and the Thunder. Minnesota, also a five and a half point favorite. At the end of hour one, we do fade the public. We want to hear from you how you're perceiving certain things in the sports world. The two teams you had the most confidence in winning outright tonight were the two underdogs, the Thunder and the Bulls. That's followed play in tournament trends, but does it continue tonight? We'll discuss before we say farewell and before we say goodbye. It's time for an NBA play-in best bet. It's time for Bye Bye Bye. So, okay, Dubs, Kevin Walsh was here for the opening hour. His reaction to the fade the public poll, as he was called, the fizz, tiz, piz, the finto, tinto, pinto, was a Miz, Liz, piz, a money line parlay for the two favorites. Minnesota, minus 220. Miami, minus 210. That's a plus 113 payout on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But in my ear, as this segment began, our production staff, John Shames, Andrew Bacigalupo, say, no, 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 come on now. Thunder money line. Bocce doesn't want anything to do with that Ms. Liz Piz money line parlay either. I'm going to go with it. When you're too public on the underdogs, maybe those favorites strike on the money line tonight. A lot of things happening. As we say, have a great weekend to you. We'll see you on Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern time here on Sports.